0: What if everything you thought you knew about the criminal justice system and high-profile criminal cases wasn't true? What if the mainstream media was too corrupt and compromised to tell you about it? Join a veteran Buffalo City detective, a veteran Canadian Pacific police captain, and a veteran NCIS special agent, along with special guests as they dissect the criminal justice system and high-profile criminal cases from their perspective in an unedited podcast focusing on crime, corruption, and media bias. It's Search Warrant, a new podcast coming right at you.
1: Okay, it's uh, Search Warrant, and we're back. Uh, this is John Snedden, a veteran NCIS special agent. Tom is in uh, Colorado today and Anna is uh, a little bit under the weather. Um? Just want to do a little uh, housekeeping things uh, in case you missed it. Search uh, Warren is moving to a national radio platform where we all, we will have a, a weekly hour long time slot and we're will be telling you more about that as it uh, closer. Uh, Search warrant is also sponsored in part by uh, Berna Technologies, the makers of uh, top-of-the-line non-lethal self-protection weapons. Uh, some of our uh, audience are active law enforcement covered by their uh, service weapons, and others are retired like us, covered by the uh, Law Enforcement Officers Safety Act. But if you are looking for a non-lethal protection weapon that doesn't require a permit, or uh background check for yourself or your family members uh contact uh myself or tom or anna uh if you reach out to us uh it would be a search warrant, and we are uh in a unique position to now get you a deal on those uh top of the line uh non-lethal weapons i wish i knew i carry one <laughs> yeah it's a i mean you know you do not need a background check and you don't need a license you know the rittenhouse trial is uh been nuts and it went to the jury this morning so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that the mainstream media is still the uh the enemy of people just this past weekend the mainstream media was uh, in full gear with a flurry of journalistic uh, misinformation on the Penn State case. Uh, The mainstream media continues their mantra of being first, not being right, just being first. Uh, When addressing media bias, we have had uh, investigative reporter Ralph Cipriano on, and we continue to have him uh, on to discuss things. He's uh, got over 40 years of uh, experience firsthand watching media bias unfold. There are other reporters that have been on the same track with local publications. To include our guest tonight, Ben Mattis, who has a uh, unique perspective, having had a career in law enforcement and now writing for several publications. And to include uh, Broad and Liberty and a, c- a couple other ones. Broad and Liberty I- and the Philadelphia Weekly. Awesome. Uh, ben is a... Uh, decorated former municipal and federal law enforcement officer and criminal justice reform advocate he has served as a consultant and expert witness in security and safety and was a director office of investigations for the american board of internal medicine ben is a public safety contributor to philadelphia weekly Broad and liberty and other publications and he currently serves on the public safety advisory board Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate Lou Arletta. Arletta.
0: Lou Barletta, He's the front uh, runner.
1: Uh, ben just recently uh, wrote articles on Josh Shapiro, the disgraced uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General, and an article on Astroworld, World, the concert that resulted in now nine deaths. Uh, ben, welcome to Warren. Pleasure to be here. Um, Hey, any chance that you know who Tracy Tripp is? Yes, well, I mean, Uh,
0: you've had uh, Jake Jacobs on the show. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna Um, say, has has she been consulted in the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial?
0: No, Um, but she, she was a protege of Patty Cummings, who is now formerly of the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. And Patty Cummings was kind of famed for that Demonization. She was portrayed to Showtime Special uh, in reference to basically portraying certain people guilty before that had been proven uh, and ruining people's lives in the process, which is ironic because she was appointed to Krasner's DA administration as a quote unquote reformer. So, you know, we have a DA in this town in Philly who. Is is basically has run on and is upholding this whole second public defender genre, whereas he wants people to get off of crime unless they meet certain criteria that he chooses to demonize, and that's basically okay. what you're seeing in Wisconsin right now and, and certain other places. But um, you know they are willing to let somebody uh, lose their civil rights. To further a narrative, whether or not that narrative is true. And yeah. that is, um, that's very, not only dangerous, that's downright mean. I mean, that's just wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've seen it here. We're kind of the old souls in that regard because Larry Krasner here in Philadelphia was the prototype for. The large city George Soros DAs, so we're seeing that now in L.A. with Gascon, we're seeing that in San Francisco with Chesa Bowden, St. Louis with Kim Gardner, Kim Fax in Chicago, um, you know, Garcia in uh, in Brooklyn. You're in a position right now where there are a lot of DAs that will prosecute someone, even if the requisite evidence or probable cause is not there, merely to keep the political narrative alive and get reelected and um that's that's illegal in my in my regard i don't know what the inspector general community is doing about this i don't know what the feds and the state agencies that oversee these people are doing but um you know when we talk about my last piece about yeah. josh shapiro
1: yeah it, it now now it's a uh, the title of your uh, article is time for it's time for candidate shapiro to resign as attorney general now that appeared in in what the uh
0: uh, that was in City and State, Pennsylvania. So that was the, 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 sta- the right. state's political magazine.
1: Right, OK. Can you uh, go through your article a little bit about about uh, Josh Shapiro and where he's at now? I mean, your perspective.
0: So when, you know, I, I was approached to join a public safety advisory board um, from the criminal justice reform angle for Lou Barletta, who was a Senate candidate um, last year and is now the leading Republican candidate for governor. Um, he's running against Josh Shapiro, who's a Democratic, the only Democratic in the field right now for governor uh, on that side of the island. And the point is, I'm approaching this from two different angles. One is just procedural, OK? Ironically, Philadelphia, which is somewhat lawless when it comes to public corruption, has a law. Stating you must resign to run, i.e., if you're a councilman and you want to be the mayor, Jim Kenny, you have to resign that seat to go and run because you know we're not paying you with our tax dollars so that you could run around and be a candidate. Right. Uh, the state doesn't have that, but if you believe in ethics, um, you know you should not be paying someone a salary to do something that isn't in their job. While at the same time, many of us here in Philly, uh, the state's biggest city, argue he hasn't done his job in four Uh, years. Yeah. Uh,
1: You know, I I had a conversation with somebody relative to uh, one of the cases down there. And, you know, I think it was actually uh, Detective Jacobs' very similar to it. Or the. uh, You know, Asner decided he was going to prosecute it anyway. Um, Right now, the the Pennsylvania Attorney General could have stepped in and said no, that's not happening.
0: Well, and, and, and let me let me even be clear. The Pennsylvania Attorney General is literally sitting there allowing a gross habeas corpus violation. To continue. Because right. uh, So so let me give you a little chronology here um, just to recap what Jake probably told you. Now, Jake was the detective assigned on the officer involved shooting unit. Uh, Cop named Ryan Pinal um, went head to head with a guy who was armed. He was on a dirt bike, an ATV. Um, The guy was in the process of fleeing. He had an illegal handgun in his waistband. He was a convicted felon. So he's prohibited from owning the gun. He reaches for the gun, and now fires. The problem is, uh, his Glock was out of battery, he misfired, he tap racked and banged. You can see, if you're looking at the body cam, he looks down at the weapon instead of keeping his eye on the target. Once he tap racks and bangs, he comes up, fires. At that point, he shoots this guy in the back. The problem was he did reach for the gun, but he was reaching for the gun to ditch it. So in that split second where Pennell recharged his weapon and looked down at the slide, he had not seen that the gun was thrown. So the perp still had the weapon. Yeah. Um, at the time, Seth Williams had just been indicted.
1: Oh yeah, okay. That,
0: and, right. and Seth Williams, who was the sitting DA, the elected DA in Philadelphia, had just gone to jail federally. Right, right, at, right. Acting DA in there, And this was the first big shooting in in the midst of all of these, you know, protests and riots. You know, this is not something since George Floyd. This is something that's been going on over a decade. So she punts the case over to the state attorney general's office for objectivity purposes. Right? Right. She was an African-American female. She looked at it and said, eh, I don't really feel strongly about this. I'm going to give it to the state AG. State AG takes it. They clear it. They do not prosecute. They just send it back to the cities. We're done. At this point, it's now all administrative. Now, Richie Ross, uh, who was the commissioner at the time, um, does not bring internal affairs charges against this officer. He does fire him because he should have kept his eye on the target. You know, and he didn't. And, And he was actually what he was fired for was he jumped out to handle this guy on the dirt bike because... He was doing, you know, like in front of him in traffic, but he had witnesses in the car. So, right,
1: right.
0: had he not had witnesses in the car, he might not even have had those administrative charges levied against him. But you don't get in a shooting when you have civilians in the vehicle with you. Yeah, you, you, you skip, you skip the traffic enforcement and just take those people to the office as you were supposed to. Right, so, right. Um, nobody's charged this guy for two years. Krasner comes in off the campaign promise that he's going to be the first DA to charge a cop. For shooting somebody, picks up this old case that's already been declined by Shapiro's office and charges. Them. And because they're blaming COVID, but they actually didn't have the right PC to make that they were making murder charges and all this stuff that they didn't have, they really didn't have the legal support to make. Right, right, and, right. Um, you know, Krasner still had this guy pending charges for murder and has since gone to Commonwealth court to get them to amend the classification so that they could continue to charge this guy. It's a bad, as soon as this ever gets in front of a judge, it is over Johnny, even off of habeas, This guy's been sitting, waiting for a speedy trial for what, four years now. Yeah. Okay, so he deserves his day in court. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the guy was shot in the back but he was a convicted felon with a handgun on an illegal vehicle. So it wasn't like he was, you know, just some guy, he wasn't Walter Scott and that was a bad shoot and the guy deserved to go to jail for it. Um, this, this was one of those incidents where, you know, if you you shouldn't be out doing what you're doing and then be sanctified for it. And that right. is the case here. Um, right. So that's a, and you could edit that down and I know I'm boring everyone in the audience. Oh, no, 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 I think that's- But right. Shapiro, has a duty still to this day because penal still faces this this issue to come out and protect the rights of this person that's clearly being politically prosecuted um and, and worse let me make it worse to you a state attorney general has many hats they're the civil lawyer for the state right which is what you're seeing with the opioid thing right now um, they're the utility law enforcement prosecutor for the state. And they're the, the criminal investigative agency for places that are too small to have investigators. So they either have AG, narcotics agents, or they have state trooper agents, right? right. Um, he's only really done, and they do consumer protection, but he's only really done the, pol- the political end of the job. He did the opioid settlement because that's big news. He's done a lot of tweeting about the election, some of it before the election was held, which got him in pretty hot water. And here's the, here's the situation Philadelphia's uh, on track to have over 550 murders this year. It'll be the second yeah. year in a row we've had records. And that's, every that's... year since 17, actually, every year since 13, we've had a, a notable increase in murders year over year. Um, he's the state AG. He's supposed to be the oversight. And there have been some egregious uh, corruption scandals rocked the Krasner administration. So everyone hates on Krasner because of his, um, you know, his political objectives with the office, his decarceration objectives or his decriminalization objectives, um, his kind of scapegoating of law enforcement. That that's part and parcel to what Krasner is as a person. Let's put that aside for a second. Let's talk about him giving a six-digit job to a creditor. Let's talk about him putting a pack uh, in an offices that he owned and collecting uh, rent off it off campaign donations that were above the limit. Let's right. talk about the gun violence prevention coordinator who went and shot himself, a male hooker, in a graveyard during business hours that's only oh, gotten yeah. oh, misdemeanor. Yeah weapons charges Um, let's talk about the guy who you know did a a strong arm home invasion of his ex girlfriend who was a sex cam model so that he could steal the hard drive where this da is on there the guy's still working let's talk about the da um investigator who he changed the job title for when it came out that this guy had a pfa in montgomery county and they had to take his badge and gun but he still let him have a car with lights and sirens in it, so that a guy could go make unlawful traffic stops where he harassed single women in their vehicles. So oh. all of these people, this is a pattern. And by the way, there's there's one that left her kid in the car. There's yep. there's him firing the veterans' victim services coordinator, so that he could put Movita Johnson in there, who donated to his campaign and launch her campaign for state rep that was, we find out later, funded on her stealing from nonprofits, and she's since gone to jail for it. So there is a pattern, a culture of corruption in the Krasner administration, and the only state agency that can investigate or prosecute a crime committed by a sitting DA in a, county, uh, in a Pennsylvania county is the attorney general. Has, and he's, he's only taken the softballs. What's that? Done
1: anything with those? I'm sorry. Has he he done anything with those cases?
0: So he's done misdemeanor gun charges for the guy who shot his sex worker in the graveyard.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: he's done misdemeanor charges for the woman who locked her kid in a car. But um, if he wasn't concerned with sharing the same political base that Krasner has, uh, he'd be looking into other disturbing things. I mean, this is a culture at minimum. Let's assume they're all isolated incidents right now. At minimum, you're looking at a situation where um, there's a culture of corruption in that organization and there's no internal affairs. So the same guy who runs around talking about how the cops are, you know, it's systemically bad and there needs to be more oversight. in The police department has no internal oversight. People just do whatever they want. I mean, hell, half the people he hired failed the bar. Literally, oh, yeah. on the payroll yeah. I've heard, yeah. in the in the city with the highest tax burden in America, we've had them on a payroll to do what? They can't try cases. They have no bar card. So this is, the, you know, this is my problem with Shapiro. My problem with Shapiro, and I got I hope you're editing this to make it more terse because I'm rambling.
1: No, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine.
0: My problem with Shapiro is, you know, he could make any... Uh, he can make a name for himself for being an oversight man, being a good government anti-corruption leader. By the way, Zappala's got some of the same skeletons in his closet out in Pittsburgh, so it's not just Krasner. And I'm picking on him because I live in this town, but um, yeah, we we have a serious problem in Pennsylvania with good governments. We've got a serious problem with corruption. It shouldn't take years. For Bobby Heenan to get thrown out of seat, Bobby Heenan and John Doherty were co- convicted yesterday in the most sought-after corruption indictment in in Pennsylvania history. Basically, oh,
1: I uh, just, and yeah, I saw that.
0: In 24 hours, nobody has called on Bobby Heenan to vacate his seat, which he has to do under the law. He can't be a convicted criminal and hold a council seat in Philadelphia. Um, but the point, even if you're looking at Allentown with Palowowski, these are federal charges. Um, the state has never really chimed in with state charges to evacuate these people. Uh, and, and, and that's a problem that, that we're not keeping up with the Joneses in this state because Shapiro is more concerned with keeping his allies happy, same way Kathleen Kane was, than doing the job of an attorney general, being a law enforcement officer.
1: Right now, he... You know, he keeps his job as uh, AG while he's running for governor. That's really the. I wonder. Do you remember? Did Corbett do the same thing?
0: Did Tom Corbett do the same thing? Did he I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it in my article. Um, there were calls for him to resign up. So in 2010, the Inquirer editorial board called on Corbett to quit his day job. Right. Right. Um, I'm not sure if he did. No, I think I think he didn't um but yeah i mean that's a good point is corbett shapiro now, i don't like to do that what about and stuff but yeah. corbett's big failure as a, a politician was that he was too technocratic he was too much of a guy who just kept his head down and worked and really was bad about the palm pressing stuff where whereas and that made him a decent ag whereas shapiro is more about the palm pressing and really abysmal at prosecuting criminals.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: So, so I mean, it, it is, I don't want to get into what aboutism. I want to get into, you know, if you want to go run for governor and and tweet about Trump like every other Democrat in the business right now, yeah. um, God bless you, it's a free American country, do whatever you want to do. But yeah. do not do it on my tax dime while I'm sitting in a city that's drowning in murders because you're not doing your job.
1: Which is job number one, which should be job number one for him. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, if you've looked at his, his previous, uh, just his previous tweets, particularly in connection with the uh, election, I mean, you know, they fall, for me, they, they fall under uh, protests. Out some of the uh, election issues. So anyway, um, he's he's the one that came out uh, what five five days before the election. Yeah, but uh,
0: Biden's yeah. going to win. Yeah, Not right. And, and yeah, actually no that shame. brings up that brings up a bigger issue, right? Because remember, there's a hierarchy in So from DA to AG to U.S. Attorney, right? Right. And that and that is the problem is. Uh, in Philadelphia, where there were just so many reports of election integrity issues. And I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. I believe that it's important for us to admit some issues, especially with the mail-in stuff, happened so that we don't repeat them. And right. simply saying, well, that never happened and drowning out people's legitimate concerns because they have eyes on their face. Uh, that's that's a problem. Like you're never gonna win that way. People have eyes, and they're going to believe what they believe. So yeah. I'm not I'm not opining on that either way. What I am saying is, in Philly, if the commissioners re- receive a report of some kind of election issue, like I reported, some posters that were, you know, they shouldn't be on the building. They should be by the curb. Right. Um, so I reported that minor crap, and it just got dismissed. The DA's office investigates. When the DA's office is considered in cahoots, the AG is supposed to. So right now, the entire line of succession of people who are investigating this stuff are elected by the party that this idiot went and told everyone was going to win. Yeah. Um, and I come, from, you know, I come from the federal system where U.S. attorneys are appointees and they're not allowed to under any circumstances, endorse or opine on a political issue. And that's, sorry, if you're a DA, even if you're an elected DA or an AG for that matter, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have that right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I keep a close eye on on what some of the other candidates are going to do to address it because there are ways that the state, especially now that Krasner has been reelected, um, there's a lot of ways the state could have oversight in that issue whether it's appointing special prosecutors or in my, you know, personal experience in places like Florida, New York, um, independence of the inspector general, Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The inspector generals in New York have guns and badges. And if you are a corrupt politician, they will come in and put you in bracelets. Whereas here, they Not just, that. what, write a report? Right.
1: Hey, so, um, uh, on to your uh, Astroworld uh, article, yeah. Um, can you summarize that a little bit? Now we're up to nine deaths, right? There was a kid. I think I think he was 14 years old. He just died yesterday.
0: Um, so the basic issue is whether it's physical security, you um, know, in, in a corporate office, whether it's a major event, whether it's sports um, train stations, you have a situation where anywhere there's a gathering the person bringing that gathering about has a duty of care uh so i've worked as an expert witness in, in numerous cases one of them was a big event in, in canada where the stage collapsed because of high wings and killed oh, some right. um yeah up in, up in alberta and uh, one was um you know, I've worked for like homeless shelters who had incidents in the in New York City, you know, doing expert witness work. I've worked in offices like in Wilmington for some of the big banks um, right. where they had secure rooms for like AML work and, and they were slow to get medical response or provide first aid. So basically, if I'm coming to work somewhere. I Have a duty of care, so you're NIS, is right NCIS. I'm an old guy. Um, but if you're NCIS, you know that the Navy has a duty of care regarding sailors underway. If you're living on that ship and that ship has some kind of substandard concern, whether it's a security or a public safety concern, um, there's a claim to be made. And and therein lies the rub. And that's actually stuff that you have to investigate if someone dies aboard, you know, a ship. Um, so So this is a circumstance where... Uh, Travis Scott promotes this thing, and like most concert promoters, they went to the lowest bidder. Basically through, you know, a couple of cops, some off duty work on the perimeter in the Houston PD and the rest of the people working the event were, you know, here's a yellow T shirt, sir. You're not qualified to do anything, but be big and stand there and hold a radio. Um, They failed to do what's called penning. So when you have a, a major event like that, let's say the Stones come to the Link, as the right. last concert I was at pre-COVID, um, you're going to get 50,000 people there. So what do they do? What they do is first they funnel people in by section, and everyone's in a respective pen, uh, so your crowds don't just swarm in all together. Know, there's a pen, there's an area with its own entrance by the right of the stage, by the center of the stage, um, by the left of the stage. And then places that have fixed seats like the stands are, are, are like a sporting event. You come in with a ticket, you show a ticket. Kind of like Astroworld, a phased,
1: phased entry. entry.
0: Right. right. Oh, Astroworld is an outdoor arena slash park uh, similar to if you've ever been to Jazz Fest in New Orleans at Armstrong Park where they set up a big stage and it's just a big open area and you know instead of figuring that out and part of the planning for the event knowing they would get a big crowd they just pretended it was jazz test which is a much mellower crowd than a Travis Scott show oh my God. and they, um, they uh, just let everyone run it when the gates open and you saw what happened as a result I, so uh yeah I mean they're going to have significant liability and they're not going to be able to offset that liability um, a big piece I wrote uh, several years ago after the Las Vegas mass shooting uh, it was, you know, MGM tried to offset their liability in that regard by claiming that the event on the public space below was not the hotel. But oh, really? it, it was their letting the guy into the hotel and building a bunker in the hotel with no one noticing that enabled it. You know that to become the bird's nest for the attack, so it didn't work. The judge struck down that um, you know that attempt at, at liability. It, you know, splitting the liability, but um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pay through the nose. And there are best practices. Uh, you know, let me give you an example. Everyone should be if you're a security professional like I am. I'm a CPP, and I consult on the stuff. I've done universities. I've done major venues, buildings multi-country, you know, businesses, medical boards. Uh, let me tell you something. You have to employ what's called a defense in depth strategy. And the uh, the IT guys use it for, you know, different firewalling, but it works for physical too. So if you look at like what the sports franchises are doing right now, um, in particular, the Major League Baseball is doing something where the league has security, the so director of security in the team, Each team has security. The venue has security. Yeah, right. Certain vendors within the venue, like Aramark has a security directorate here in Philly. They do it right nationally. Um, SMG is a third party manager for a lot of big venues, arenas and such. They have their own people. and 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 for the first time ever this year, the union, the MLB Players Association, is looking at, at bringing on a security team. With all these folks watching each other, it creates a task force environment, so that these questions are asked in planning. Right. Exactly. In doing so, you're you're doing a proper threat assessment. Travis Scott did not do that, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna probably lose a great deal of his fortune as a result.
1: Yeah. So um. I just want to touch on that. There was something else that you just put out recently. The definition of insanity, but I think that kind of touch base.
0: Yeah, I think we, we covered it
1: more, but it, it appeared in the uh, in Philadelphia Weekly.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, I, it, I'm I'm a nomad when it comes to certain, you know, instead of people getting sick of reading my stuff, I, I farm it to different places. Um, but yeah, I mean my my weekly readers. Are, are very disaffected philadelphians for the most part um which is funny because it's a very diverse weekly alternative paper like you know the music listings right. and the food reviews and timoree schmidt does a good sex column in there if you're into that oh, kind of thing yeah. but yeah it I mean, it's much. it's not it's not like like i i wrote for newsmax for several years and all they they wanted all trump all the time that stuff got old yeah. uh and honestly you weren't fixing anything because You know, if you're you're not reaching readers that really want to learn something, if they're just looking for confirmation bias, it's a problem. So I don't write for just a right-wing or a left-wing publication. Um, You know, you touched on it with Ralph, and I love Ralph. He's a friend of mine, and I'm very honored to call him my friend because he's a great writer. Every city used to have that old-school muckracker that, regardless of what your political view was, that was the guy. Yeah, right. So yeah. whether that's, you know, Stu Baikowski he's now retired, just has a book out right now about it. Um, whether you know whether that's Ralph in his current form, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Jim De- 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 DeFede in-, in Miami or my my personal favorite Charlie D- Laduff in Detroit. Charlie is the best damn reporter ever um, or, you know, the guys that are now no longer with us, like, you know, Jimmy Breslin in New York, like these guys used to get, oh, out, yeah. there, they'd get out there and they'd find a story and you didn't care where they were coming from because you knew the story was going to be legit. Right. And that's my thing. I, I have to write, you know, what is the definition of insanity? If, if everyone I know in the Northeast and everyone I know in South Philly, uh, and everyone covering the court and corrections beat for the the other journalism even if they're doing it under their breath at the pen and pencil club all think larry krasner is a racist murderer who is literally letting murderers out on the street to go escalate to murder and commit more crime <laughs> then yeah. why does this guy overwhelmingly get re-elected and it's because we have an apathetic photo base and a crappy alternative party and the, you know, we have to admit, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I saw the uh, uh, was a, a geographic uh, breakdown, geographical breakdown
0: on where his votes came from. Yeah. It's the place where uh, most of the murders are taking place. Yeah, not necessarily though. I mean, that's the thing, it's, it's an organized push. It's places where street money is still a thing. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing a combination of street money in the low-income communities and you're seeing a lot of very motivated progressive voters i'm not knocking the man he has a plan he has a strategy he has a very motivated base i'm knocking my own people uh, as a registered republican in the city of philadelphia i think we we don't try we you know we don't even get our little 20 percent out when, when yeah, you know, could have we literally could have won this thing with our twenty percent, but we also don't have real alternatives. Um, I, I, my guess was Perudo rose's hand because he was uh, very convinced that Carlos Vega was going to win that primary. Yeah, I know. He really didn't campaign. Is all the money in the world, and the guy didn't buy one TV ad. It um, didn't. Krasner refused to debate him. Do Why would you? Yeah. What's the point? Why would you? Why would you put oxygen in that room? He, there is no reason for him to. There was nothing. There was nothing in the world that was going to make a Republican victory happen because he saw the numbers. The numbers were very clear, uh, and the numbers don't move unless you move them. And how you move them is you get out there and buy some TV ads, and tell people there's an alternative. Because unlike you and me, there's not a lot of political junkies out there scouring the Twitterverse. For alternative media, yeah, and that's the yeah, problem. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to be cheap and you're going to be, you know, insular, this is what you're going to get. The the masses did not vote for Larry Krasner. I, I have the numbers very clearly in there, and it was less than ten percent of the city population that gone went out and voted. Right.
1: I mean, with a uh, homicide rate that's explosive, exploding, that's just insane. I, um. Uh, again, so your uh, article, The Definition of Insanity, appears on the Philadelphia Weekly. And your article, um, Astroworld Deaths, Another Solemn Duty of Care Reminder,
0: appeared in the uh, Security Magazine. Oh, Security Magazine. Yeah, my process and pieces that bore everyone tend to go in trade publications. Um, and that,
1: well, hey, you know. Um, and, and the... Uh, it's time for candidate Shapiro to resign as attorney general. City Appeared and in state. city and state. City and state. Right. Yeah. Okay, city and state.
0: Um, but I mean, if people want to find me. Just go to my Twitter. It's, it's at public safety sme. Um, you know, and I I I, I, I tend to um, whore out my stuff pretty regularly.
1: And you you now you have a website where how can people reach
0: yeah, that? A B Mannis M A N N E S. Dot com. Hey,
1: uh, before I let you go, you know this car uh, written house thing went
0: during this morning. What's your thoughts on what's going to happen? You know, up until yesterday, um, my assumption was he was they were going to what they call Bernie him, because I grew up in, in the East Village. So you know, Bernie Getz was the East, quote unquote subway vigilante. In the 80s, early 80s. Um, he ended up two two guys try to rob him, stab with a screwdriver and he shot them. But he'd never permit for the weapon. So up until yesterday, I was assuming they were gonna hit him over the head for unlawful possession of a rifle because he was 17, not 18 at the time, and he lived just over the state line. So it's basically if you take your, you know, your your hunting rifle from Pennsylvania over to Camden, not a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was what they were gonna do to him, but the judge already dismissed it. The gun charge. Right so now, right. all they have for him is the murder charges and I'm, he's getting off. There is absolutely nothing that says he's get I mean, but I've been wrong before I was wrong with George Floyd. I thought they were gonna break him down to an involuntary. Um,
1: yeah, right, right. You know, or, exactly. or
0: reckless. Um, not to say that he was an idiot the way he held that guy that long. That's really all it was if he just called the board and waited for the board to arrive and then put him on the ambulance. Alright, right. Right. Um, but yeah i mean that was george george was not premeditated you couldn't prove that so they that's going to get appealed and there's going to be a riot when that happened um but the rittenhouse thing i think he's i think he's walking i just don't see it um based on the evidence that's been prevented presented i don't see it. right right plus Um, they don't have the political arguments that they were were sending around the world during floyd um look this is being fought Plain and simple, this is being fought because it challenges the idea that these riots that occurred in 2020 were peaceful protests. I don't care how many times the media says that. The minute, well, as a a civil disturbance officer in the DC government, um, I was on a CDU unit. So our ROEs in the nation's capital, which is very liberal, um, was the minute you don't have a permit, if you don't go to the Wilson Building and get your permit, you are not—it's not, it's not a pro- peaceful protest anymore. You're violating the law. Right. But let's take it another step. The minute a match gets lit, a window gets broken, a theft occurs, or an assault happens, it's not a protest. It's now a riot. It's officially codified as such in the U.S. Code. It is now a riot. So right. let's stop playing games. And this only proves that the fact that that there was gunplay involved in this thing tells you right now it was right 100 yeah. so do i think the kid is going to get off yeah am i sanctifying this kid no same way i don't sanctify george floyd um if you're 17 and you have no real combat training what the hell are you doing on the ground of a riot and this is coming from a guy who's worked three riots
1: yeah hey so can you tell us uh uh, do you have anything in the works? Are you working uh, uh, and what the uh, what the subject is so people can watch out for that?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way done with a piece going in this week for the weekly Philadelphia Weekly um, and uh, it'll lead to go there abroad in Liberty because you know sometimes the editors get backed up. Um, right. uh-huh. But yeah, this this one's about there's a you know, it is really Uh, Tel Aviv University did a study about our crime prevention and yet another academic study showing that the defund the police and the policies that ran the police in caused crime to increase so I'm going to speak about that in nexus to Philadelphia which is still on pace to be records that'll be this week's thing
1: yeah okay We'll, we'll look for that. Hey, um, Ben, as you know, we're we're moving to a uh, a national uh, time slot where we have a an hour weekly, and we'd like to have you back to tell us what you're doing and uh, break down some of your articles. Any Anytime. Uh, Anytime. you know, significance on that. I appreciate you guys retweeting my stuff. So again, uh, people can uh, watch you or look at your stuff
0: on Twitter at what what's your at at public safety sme stands for subject matter expert
1: okay all right hey ben thank you very much and we'll have you on again when we get to the uh, radio station okay? my
0: pleasure thank, thank you. you
1: thank you